This episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast is brought to you by Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind. Aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient and straightforward experience for the consumer, Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, smells and effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Use coupon code SAVAGE for 10% off all Boundless Technology products at bndlstech.com. Follow Boundless on all social media at bndlstech. And if you want to show your support for the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake to donate as little as $1 a month. Oh, at Savages. Let's get to it! Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff Leach. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate you guys. We've got about 14,000 listeners around the world now. Obviously, a large majority of those, about 9,000 in America. But I know there's people out in Australia. I see you, Germany. I see you, Sweden. UK, what's up? Canada and everyone else who's listening. Thank you very much, my international savages. Uh, it's your dad. It's your lover. It's your brother. It's your sister. It's your mother. It's the girl that you first fingered when you were 14 back in high school. It's me, Jeff Leach. And joining me today is a dear friend, a fantastic stand-up comedian, uh, also the mind, the creator, and the love behind the goddamn comedy jam. It's Mr. Josh Adam Myers. Hi, up, everybody. Hi, Sweden. Hi, I love your <laughs> rag monk and all the other weird foods that you guys eat. <laughs> Rag, what's a ragmunk? I don't know what ragmunk is, but I have a joke about making fun of uh, Scandinavian people. So I know gravlax. Gravlax. Because oh, the whole joke is just like joke, smoked salmon, right? I mean, it's like pickled. Okay. Right? Sure. So what I've realized is because the whole joke is about how Trump wants to kick out Mexicans. Right. So he wants to kick out Mexicans. I don't think that's a joke. I think that's a deadly No, he serious. definitely wants to do that. <laughs> he wants to do that. He hates Mexicans. And it's I not a bit. He's definitely committed and, to and, that and idea. And basically, the premise of the joke is why could you hate on the Mexicans when there are far shittier races of people to yes. hate on? Because, like, you know, Mexicans give us fajitas, but, like, what are Scandinavians oh, giving us? Like, rag monk just- and... Aryans, Nazis, normally Nazis. Their their music's terrible. Nobody likes Bjork. Snow lodges though. They got some good snow lodges. Never like, glue vine. Have you never had a glue vine? I have no idea what that is. It's like an alcohol. It's almost like a mold wine. It's like a, a hot wine based beverage that gets you a little fucked up. And sometimes it's got a little bit of that weird. You know, Scandinavians all have a fucking flour based liqueur, right? A liquor. A I've, weird... I've never spent time there, so I don't oh, know. Oh, would I don't you know. like a shot of this Stumpferflava? And I, you're like, I know I keep Stumpferflava. I know I keep two bottles of it and you can't see anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is fucking devil juice. <laughs> this Stumpferflava, I have a little shot. It's very, it's customary in our country for you to get fucking blackout drunk so I can stick my penis in your ass. I don't like them. Europeans. I'm sorry. I, I do. You guys are all fine. I just like Mexicans a lot more, dude. I like burritos more than I like. I know, like how you just have like a ranking system of, you know, your xenophobia is based on how much that country is given to the world. I, I feel like everybody's a little xenophobic. Uh, I'm not racist at all, but I, I think the idea of racism is ridiculous. Like the idea that you could you could just say, you know. Like, I hate these people because these people do that. Because guess what? Like, there's just as many bad black people as there are bad white people. Sure. Like, there's like they're just doing different things or the news is picking up on that. But it's just everybody has like 50% good, 50% evil. So we just have to accept that every race across the board sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone. Well, they have the potential to suck. Yeah. We all suck. We can all suck as badly as possible. But I like the idea that you go, oh, I fucking love Italian food. So Italian people, they're... 
they're on they're on my okay yeah. list. Ah, oh, fucking Mexicans, dude. I've had a burrito. It's incredible. God, yeah. have you heard a mariachi band? Makes me happy just to think about sure. it. Sure, they're up there. Scandinavians. I don't need form-fitting wear and, you know, furniture that folds into the wall. They're all beautiful. Useless. They're all good-looking people. Oh, and they're making women, See, the, But they're making the rest of us look horrible. Like, they're all so attractive that they're making yeah. us look like burn victims. And that's... I don't want that. You think I it's want, a negative thing that Swedish women are so hot? Dude, I mean... With Mexi- and dudes, actually. The dudes are pretty handsome, too, aren't they? Every other race, it's, it's like... Like, with Mexicans, 50% of them are attractive. 50% of them are the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Right, life, right? Okay. And with white people, we've only got 30% attractive. Really? 30% attractive. That's where we're at. Regular whites. I hadn't done the, hadn't done the math lately. I think mixed race, any mixed race, any mixture of race is always going to have the most hot. Most beautiful kids in the world. Yeah. Even if you look like someone smashed your face in with a fucking shoe. Yeah. And your girlfriend, your wife, looked like she'd literally been born out of an anus rather than a vagina. <laughs> and you fucked each other, but you were different races. Your child would be a godsend heaven. Yes. Baby. Have you ever heard Ian Edwards joke about it? Where he's like, he's like saying how biracial kids are the most beautiful in the world. Doesn't make a difference what the yeah. parents look like. Yeah. So he's like, so you're telling me that your parents are Condoleezza Rice and Gollum. And that made you. <laughs> it's just so great. It's just such a, and it's so true. It's yeah. I've never seen an ugly biracial person because they're taking the best. Oh, of the I've features. seen a few fucking really fu- proper fuglies. But what I'm saying is, like by your maths earlier on, I'd say uh, biracial. I've maybe seen maybe ten percent where you've been like fucking hell. Your parents should have stayed away from each other. But then ninety percent of them are just dropped dead gorgeous. I'd love to see those pictures because I've never seen. I'm trying to one. make little biracial babies. I'm I'm really into women who are not. I talk about it a lot on this podcast. I've realised. I talk about a number of different things a lot. A really being attracted to women of different races. They're they're so beautiful. Just, just all, it's just all more women. Fun. I don't want yeah. my baby to look like a fucking carbon copy of me and a woman. Like, I want it to. I want it to be something new and exciting and different. Plus. It's scientifically sound because biologically your immune system should be stronger. So I'm going. I'm giving my child the best chance to survive so, the impending apocalypse. You know what? I, you know I, what I mean? My whole family, the the whole family tree is. What's like, your breakdown? Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, English, mm-hmm. Irish, and Russian. I'm like, oh uh, wow, yeah. So I'm I'm like. 33% each. And I think there's a little little Russian might have a little bit more. The Russian Ashkenazi Jew. Right, okay. Um, you got a little Ashkenazi in there as well, yeah. Well, that's like the whole, that's all the Russian Jew. none, dude. No? I would have loved to have a little Jewish heritage for the, for the you know, just for my industry, it would have been nice. Yeah. I think there's a lot of powerful Jewish people within the entertainment industry. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I, you know, had a little, a little Jew cred. <laughs> and instead, I got my fucking 23andMe done. And it was literally, I've got 0.2 Sudanese-African, but I have zero Ashkenazi Jewish. I see Jewish. that. I can see it. I know where, I know where that little 0.2 went. <laughs> Not your dick. It's your ashy the, knees. Oh, it's ashy, ashy knees. Ashy knees. <laughs> I do have to moisturize my knees very frequently. It's very frustrating. Yeah. No, but I've got like zero Judaism in me. There's yeah. no, but I went to a lot of bar mitzvahs, but I've got a foreskin, man. I'm really, I'm a bad Jew. Is that a British thing? What's that? Foreskin. Is that like a? I mean, it's, I don't, I mean it's, it's, it's a man thing. I don't know. If well, you... I, yeah, dude. I know what foreskin is. What I'm saying is, is it like? But do you I, really know what it is? Unless you have one, you don't really know I mean, what it is. Right? I, I've never was born with one. I, I mean, I was born with one, and then it was removed straight away. So I have no idea straight what away. it would have felt like. Up is that? Think about would, that for a second. A 
brand new newborn baby and you literally go i'm taking a piece of your genitalia it's so fucked up it is fucked up. my sister does that my sister it's really it's one of the practices that still exist where of of any organized religion or country-based behavior where i'm like you're literally mutilating the genitals of a child, of an infant. It's not really mutilating. No, it's, it is. It's you're making it's, it's not, normal. Not really. It's 100% the dictionary definition of mutilation of a fucking genital area. It's fucked up. Dude, I can't even watch. I can't even, like, if I could be watching, like, my favorite porn star. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so attracted to this girl. And if the scene has an uncut dick, like, I can't watch it. I just I get really weirded out by it. Because it, it's the most, <laughs> It's it, it really, because it, it really oh shows. Oh, shows how close we are to animals then because like like the way that like the horse dick has a huge foreskin and it unfolds and like my dog's dick even like you know my dog jazz like his like his little he has like the the tubing an uncut cock is more animalistic i i think it i think it makes us more in common with i'm like a fucking your horse dude i'm like a horse sex horse wolf bear yeah. Any, I mean, I think every animal has a tortoise. foreskin. What's tortoise? Tortoises they, have got pretty small penises as well, right? Actually, I think they're 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 girthy. They're girthy, yeah. I think it's thick and Cold meaty. Cow. Yeah, I think it's a meaty <laughs> turtle, a meaty tortoise dick. We're ten minutes in, and this is what we've been <laughs> We're talking, talking about. Tortoise. Cock. What was the original question? The original. Oh, the original question mutilation, you would ask me. Mates, no, no, no. It wasn't about mutilation. It was about my breakdown. It was about about how you want to make your family stronger. Because what I want to do. I just do, picked a scab off my head. How gross was that? No, it's not. I, did. I'm, I just yeah. did it. I just went. I felt it out there. It was a little scab, and I was like, "That's coming off right now." <laughs> I didn't even feel bad about it. It was gross. I wanted to point it out because when people watch the video, they'd be like, "Why is this cunt scratching his head?" But you know what? Sometimes you just got to scratch a little fucking scab off your own scalp. Do you have dermatitis? No, I just, I have a nervous thing, OCD. That's why it's quite clean in here. And I, I do things like- It I, is very clean, I nervously people. scratch at my beard or my jawline, um, and I do it in my hairline as well. It's a t- when I'm tired or when I'm stressed or run down. You know, the fact that you know that you're doing it is the first step to recovery. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I have to learn to not do it, though. Looks it's good. very off putting. When you do it, when you do it, just follow your fingers through your head. Have you got? That's what kind of what I do in there. But then you have <clears> a little <throat> flick. Do I have? Um, do you have any kind of like gross quirks like that, or anything that you do? Maybe little routines, maybe, or uh, you know. I guess it would be not not like a, what's it called a mandala. You know those things that people rep- repetitive behavior that people do to calm themselves. Um. I mean, I I do. You go like, to the gym and well, like every, find a guy we, with an uncut cock and you okay. stuff your cock in the end of his foreskin. So I dock. dock we together. dock. We dock. Like a together. Chinese finger trap. Like a spaceship. Like just because it makes you feel relaxed and good. I mean, it's just been my family's uh, pastime. That's what we do. Russians. Um, what I do is, uh, as a recovering addict. I what drugs are you recovering from? Like fentanyl and oxy's. Mostly, so I I stopped drinking Pill and doing. Yeah, I stopped drinking and doing cocaine uh, eleven years ago. Back when it was, cool. and I had a few cocaine like like days in between then, but I haven't drank regularly. <laughs> I had to schedule in a few cocaine days. Well, but... no, here's what I used to do. What I used to do is when I moved to LA, I quit mm. drinking and doing coke. Okay. And then immediately uh, I started using again for the first two months uh, just because I wanted to fit in and that was what my cousin and all his friends were doing. So then uh, I, it, I'm such a bad drinker and a bad... When I drink, I black out, so I had to do coke to balance it out. I get that. Yeah, sober yourself back up. Exactly. I've done that, yeah. So so then they all said to me, they're like, dude, you're not going to sustain a career here if you continue drinking and doing coke the way that you do. Yeah. So I stopped, 
And then comedy. immediately, well, no, I hadn't, I hadn't, you know what's funny is I hadn't started comedy yet. Uh, I had actually, I was still working in television, but like they were the like, you're just, you just, I like the idea that you just stopped your career because you're like, well, I can't have a career if I keep drinking and doing this much coke. I guess I don't I get a that's career it. anymore. I, mean, I guess by I can move back to Maryland. That gives me more time for drinking and doing coke to be fair. <sighs> Dude, I was so bad at it. People go that way though. They go like, rather than it being a wake up call like it was for you, sometimes people just go, I guess if that means I can't have a normal life, I guess goodbye life because I really love doing coke and drinking. I just can't imagine um, choosing drugs and alcohol over no, ultimate happiness of what I of my drive. You also and my... have ambition and you have talent. Thank and you. If, if you're someone, imagine being a, a drug addict and not having any discernible talent other than being really good at scoring drugs. Like you would, can you imagine? No, I can. That's why when I hear you, fucking actors and artists talk about their recovery, I'm always proud to f- know someone who's in recovery, who's achieving that, and who's doing it every yeah. day. That's because I, I know how difficult it is to stave off those feelings and those desires. However, but when I see it's like you know a big, you know, it's been a really hard. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, you have something in your life that you're more passionate about. And there's literally, it's those people with no fucking teeth in their heads who can't string a sentence together, let alone pick up a tool or draw something or yeah. explain something or learn something. Those fucking people, those are the people I feel for. Well, when I was even, when I was, when I was 18, 19, 20, and I was like in my full-blown raver days and I was doing ketamine and Coke and drinking and just, it was just a mess and ecstasy like every, like three or four days a week. And and I was a mess, but yeah. I had no like I had no real responsibilities. You were aware of it? Were you, were you well, I had no responsibilities, so because I was so young, at my I dropped out of college, and I was just like working at a restaurant and just literally living the most nihilistic life I possibly could. Because yeah. when you're that old, you you feel like you're invincible because you look the best. You're, sure, you're young, yeah. you can fuck all you night. Bounce back as you well. You just yeah, you drink all night. You wake up the next morning after an hour of sleep. You go to you know, you go to work, and it's like nothing. This is but, why I hate young people. Yeah, but I but now I can look at them. But I I'm can look envious, at them. But I, I but Jeff, I think you can look at those people now and just be like, yeah, dude, all right, it's it's cool now. But yeah, and, yeah. But you know that it's not sustainable. Like Is it living hard, that. It's hard to impart that advice to people, though. I think younger because they don't people, wanna, they don't want to know. They have to they find it wanna, out for you know, themselves. Yeah, you can't. People have to um, exactly have to want to change their situation. People were telling me for years. That I should change. Because like, no, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, that was I'm right, the thing. What I was trying to say was that, like, even when I was like at raves and living this lifestyle of just, I mean, it was just a mess. I what knew. What was the most fucked up, debaucherous thing that you did when you were in your really fucked up days? And if you need a minute to think about, uh, it, I'll yeah, tell we'd you have mine. to. I mean, there's. I'll tell you mine to give a reference. Please, please. I remember going to a music festival called Snowbombing Festival in Austria, and it was I was DJing there for like the third year in a row or some shit. And I had been drinking Jägermeister only for like two days and was mm-hmm. fucking hallucinating shit, doing loads of pills, a lot of molly, lots of coke, lots of ketamine. And I brought a girl back after my set to my hotel room. I fucked her in the bed. And then I went, I'm just going to go out for a bit. I'm going to go back to the party. And she was like, oh, what should I do? And I go, well, you can stay if you want, whatever. So I leave. I go back to the rave, take a load of drugs with these two chicks. I end up going back with them to one of the girls' chalet lodges. Mm-hmm. Fuck these two chicks. One of them wants to get fucked in the ass, gets sun cream as lube and puts down my dick and I fuck her in the ass. And then there's shit everywhere because she's 
got not it she wasn't prepped for that experience and i freak the fuck out she like gives me like her bed clothes she's like oh god just use the sheet so i fucking wipe my dick she goes to the toilet i freak the fuck out go over to a sink and just wash my cock and balls in a sink quickly leave the shitty sheets on the floor grab my stuff didn't need to but went out of her window rather than her door for some reason i was so fucking high and tripping out yeah and then i went back to my own room and i got back into bed and i fucked that girl again how old were you the other guy. like 24 23 and i felt like such a scumbag it was such a scumbag fucking night i get it and no, it, I get but it. it was all because i was you're a good person you're a good person on the inside even so even scummy. in your your most your most you know mentally immortal days like it would like, come out of her bathroom she was already embarrassed enough and she would have been like oh my god and now he's just fucking left and left shitty sheets on the floor like it was fucked up. You know? right, then I got this. Isn't I mean this is drinking and drugs, but this none of that was involved. But it goes with this story. Um, so when I was 19 years old, I turned no, I turned 20. I had wrecked a car, so I I had was taking the bus to junior college because I was going back to school before I went to school in Baltimore, and I met this girl, and her name was Kitty, and she was this very cute girl, mm. uh, and immediately I could tell she really liked me, and within the first two weeks of dating her, uh, we had pretty much done almost everything sexual. Like you could possibly think of, we fucked outdoors and cars and public places. We, yeah. you know, just, it was nonstop sex. Uh, and it was great. And I had never had anal sex and I brought that up to her and she goes, well, you know, we should do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so we she pegged this. I know you're, it's, <laughs> I, I was like, I want my ass fucked. Yeah. I want my prostate Let, massage. Give me that fucking joy right this, now. And, and the thing was, uh, she was this really cute, small girl, like maybe five foot at the right, most. Okay, just adorable. Yeah. And so we, we said, all right, how about after class on like Tuesday? And so Tuesday came and she picks me up from school and she drives me <laughs> to my parents' house <laughs> She was in school too. I made it sound like I, know, I was like so I'm just funny. waiting there by the by the little like with the little fucking, circle with like, your little rag sack yeah. and your lunch bag, your little brown lunch bag. Hello, Kitty. Intro to philosophy and was good like, today. Get in. She pushes this fucking <laughs> smoking a palm oil. She's like, all right, you ready to do this? I'm out my sweet again. I fuck my ass. Mommy's tonight. gonna let you dive inside her. <laughs> so she so she picks me up. We go <laughs> to my parents' house and we go into my bedroom yeah. and I didn't have any lube, so I took some lotion. And what we decided on first was we did doggy style. And so I put it in her butt and I'm doing doggy style. And then we go, all right, let's do reverse cowgirl. So I'll lay on the bed. So if here's the bed, right? Yeah, yeah, Like here's the bed. I know reverse cowgirl is. No, no, no. I know. But like, I'm just trying to give you the reference point because like, here's the headboard. Here's the end of the bed. Okay. And my feet are on the floor and my back is like lying. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, so I'm like. I'm it, man. I can see you right now naked on that bed. So she gets on reverse cowgirl. With your Thomas the Tank Engine bed sheets. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm living it. And so she's going up and then she goes up too high and my dick just like thuds out of my ass, right? But immediately I feel something on my chin, like like right. No! On the, you on flip the, poop onto your own face. Yeah, dude. She like I look no! down, I look down. There's shit, there's shit right on the on the chin crease. Oh. And there's shit because you you know how hard like a really erect dick like when it's in it's and it flings power, out yeah. it like it's like catapults. One, of those, one of those catapults in the 1600s yeah dude. yeah so it flicks onto my chest <laughs> boom hits me there there's shit there's shit all on my chest oh, and she's yeah. and I'm just like ha ah! and I grab you her. didn't just style it out and just start rubbing it in I wish in retrospect I would have. 
now at 39, I would have done that. Oh, like, hey, no God. thing, baby. That's okay. <laughs> just start like uh, chocolate sauce. Uh, <laughs> put up like, like war paint. You put war paint under the eyes. It's like I'm going brave heart. No, oh, but I, 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 but so I, I've got her hands. I got my hands on her ass, and I just push her off, and I launch her up into the air, dude. Like oh, literally, if God. it was in slow motion, like she was flying through the air. And and still there was a little bit of leakage, like poop leakage. leakage coming out into the floor, and then I ran in the bathroom, did what you did, just get put your dick in the bath and, and just vomit. scrub this shit. Did you vomit? No, I didn't vomit, but I did. You I didn't just, like lick it off your chin, did you? <laughs> I'll get that. I got that. There Maybe. it is. Camera up here, man. No, I did not. I I felt so bad. But here's here's the thing. I feel bad years later. At the time, I literally was like, oh, like. Pretty kitty, you turned into shitty kitty. God oh, damn. No. Like, I was really... And then that was the moment where... How did you see her ever again? Yeah, we hung out. We we had sex immediately after. But I think it was just... That was, like, the immediate end. I was really a, a superficial uh, dater yeah. back then. I literally... If there was a girl, if, if the littlest thing could set me off, I'd be I'm like, I'm same, not attracted I'm to you same, anymore. Yeah. I'm still like that. Emo- you weren't emotionally investing in them. At all. Because yeah, she had done... And that's the thing is that now I used to view... Like, I don't... I used to slut shame. Now I, I would never do that because I actually... As I've gotten older, I've realized that if a girl wants to be sexually promiscuous, she's allowed to. It's her life. Sure, fuck do yeah. whatever you want as long as you're not hurting people and you're being clean. Yeah, like, exactly. who gives a fuck what yeah. you're doing? But that's the same. Now it's like... But I used to view it as like, oh, man, she fucks everybody. Like, like I don't want to be with... I want to oh, fuck wow. her, but I don't want to be with but, her. And were you like, okay with you doing it, though? You didn't place any... I was such a whore, dude. I was such a whore, man. But I, then you didn't like it when a girl was a bit whore. I just... I think if it came to dating... Sure. I'm talking about a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the la- one of the last few girls I dated, like, she's she was, like, out here. Like, she was a real slutty girl. Like, yeah. very sexual. I want to say slutty. She was, she was very sexually promiscuous. And it I, that didn't bother me because she was such a sweet person. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I can view that because I don't care about it. Sure. But I used to be very. someone their sexual yeah. antics, you know. I used to be very I'm judgmental. I'm I've I've seen your you know your escalades is that it escapades escapades yeah, well I, I just want... you have like I I just I've seen your I Instagram have slap. yeah but I've seen your Instagram I've seen like your your what's I, on I'm my a, Instagram you were in like cr- you were in like Croatia with oh, some like hot chicks Romania yeah with a group of about eight girls yeah so yeah, we all had sex of course together at once yeah it was a group. It was a orgy, yeah. Yeah, you have that look. There was of, two other guys. You have there. that look of just like you standing there, like naked with a ah, dick, ah, and like six girls. Just God, just please give it to me. Just give it to me. We want it. I You're mean, just like, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot of pressure, but it's okay because the girls will like each other as well. So they that's so awesome. Up with each other. It's the best. It's literally a week of every year. I go out there and I do this hosting job every year, and then I stay with my friends and you know we get girls over and we play and it's fun and we go down to the the beach as well go away and I talked about it openly because I fucking love it well, see, I think it's a- awesome it's safe we're adults yes we're and, and careful if you, everyone's consenting if you accept and it and it's nice if you accept really it nice. and you say this and you say to yourself you say to everybody this is who I am and I don't feel anything I'm wrong no with that it doesn't mean then I'm there's, not exactly it doesn't mean I'm incapable of having a monogamous relationship it doesn't mean that I'm I want all my sexual experiences to be like that it's but it is fucking dope man <laughs> it's like you know doing something like that it's like Oh yeah, that's that's one week of the year I fucking live for. Love as you, it as you should. Love it. You're not hurting anybody. Not hurting anyone. No. Everyone's happy. Everyone's having a good time. It's 
great. <laughs> I'm improving my Romanian every time I'm there. I'm like brushing up on my fucking yeah. linguistics. Do you speak fluent yeah. Romanian? Uh, no, I don't. I speak very broken Romanian. I can have a conversation with someone, but they would they would think you, like they were talking to you, a you, seven year old. How do you child. say? How do you say in Romanian? Turn around and face the wall. <laughs> oh, yo vreau să tu mergem așa. Is this for real? She vezacolo. And you yeah. said, turn look around. Over there. Put, yeah, so. yeah, I said, I want you to go this way and then look over there kind of thing. But Does that kill the mood when you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to fuck you. Ah, uh, wait, hold on. I want you to I don't, like Romanian, you're, I don't like the way you're. Yeah. If, you're fucking, you say, if you're fucking you, a woman. Come on, say, come on, say, ouch on my dick. <laughs> if you're fucking a woman who's who speaks a different language, it's, you don't talk in your language. Like she talks in her fucking filthy language. You say shit in your own in English. It's great. No, that I assume. But I'm talking about when the direction, because you know, if you're having sex, I don't, with that you, many you don't people, need direction, baby. You just fucking direct with your hands and your lips and your body. Yeah, dude. You know, God, you're a sexual beast. I man. am. Well, no, but I mean, like when you're I fucking, why I like you're you not going to be like if you could possibly uh, turn around and angle yourself. No, I know like, that you, you gotta. It's like, the, you gotta have bass in your voice. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta just be yeah, a man baby. and just be direct to what you want. But yeah. I. But I knew you were like this the first time we really talked when we slept at, together. The first time we, we slept together with all the. Those Czechoslovakian women. Oh man! No, we were at the Venice Underground when I met you. Was that the first time we met? That was that was the first time we talked. We really we'd seen each other in New York, yeah. but I talked to you in because I had seen you on like Instagram or, or just in like you know flyers or whatever, and then. We were hanging out at Bronson show, which is a great show. Venice Underground, do it every Wednesday. Give them a shout if you're in Venice. It's one of the best shows in LA. Um, but it's you, it is awesome. Man. It really is, and and it shows if you're a real comic because the audience doesn't just give it up. So you yeah. really got to be confident and and be able to handle the silence and yeah, know what's that. With that they're, they're quite Venice are quite because uh, they're a hippie bunch, so they're quite progressive. They're quite woke as an audience, but they're also I always thought they were like just down for good gags. They are. They, 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 they're a little uppity these so, days. So, so, so people, like is, people right. in Venice have accepted the whole mantra of spirituality and love and There's openness. There's also a lot of like tech people there now because Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah, Spotify brought up, brought up tons of property around there. Uh, there was a whole campaign to try and get Spotify out of out of Venice. They were trying to turn it into another Silicon Valley. Google have got offices there now. So you get a lot of these young fucking, young, super, they're called Chad and Becky, but yeah. they turn up and then you sort of mention something about racism and they all go, because <gasps> <gasps> they yeah. want to make sure they look like they're an ally and they're woke, but they're also probably a little racist. And I just, I think, parents voted for Trump. You know sure. what I mean? It's I like, think the same thing with, 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 because uh, I was just in New York and was doing all of my, my newer material. All of racist material. Well, it's yeah. not, it's, it's racist in the sense that it calls <laughs> out why ri- we were talking in the beginning, why yeah. racism is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it is, and um, and con- I was doing the that concept. The of, concept you know, yeah. of hating a race because you think they have shitty qualities when yeah, your yeah, yeah. race itself has just as many, if not more. Especially white people. White people are far worse. And I'm not like a self-hating white person. I love being white. Yeah. I am super oh, happy to be white. We I fucking. Love go- I love going hit to stores and the no lottery one's me around. Yeah. No, I dude. I was at the bank today and a guy started following me around. I was like, I looked at him like. I was, uh, like, I, was like, I was like, dude, I'm about to pull wire, out. I'm about to pull right? out three thousand dollars, motherfucker. Like, just because I'm on the cell phone, I got my sunglasses Are you on. You're gonna give it mean. to me because no. to pay for my sack. No, I, I gotta, I gotta pay for ketamine. 
<laughs> for us, for us. No, I, but the thing is, it's like when I did that in New York and I did all that edgy material, yeah. totally accepted, totally loved. Uh, every sure. joke, nothing was ever, there was no pushback. It was just, this is funny and we understand. Yeah, and in LA, set jokes for jokes. And in LA, it, it works too, but I've had to, certain rooms I do it and Sometimes I've, you have I've to had to explain the attitude or explain the approach or go like, just so you know, that joke is highlighting the blah, blah, You know what yeah, I mean? It's but like, you know what I do though is like, and I learned this from Big J Okerson is because um, we did a couple. He's though. he's the he's the best. He but he also like we did a couple weekends together, and it's like he we, he talked to me about this and said this on stage, which is like you know if they don't laugh at your joke, they're assuming that what you're saying about the race or that person. So if you say hey, you see this Asian person, you're like ah, you probably have like you know a, a tunnel built between your house and the cheesecake factory, just like the Viet Cong or whatever shit. And then if if the audience like tightens up from that, yeah, that means in their mind they're they're saying there is a chance that that person has that. You shouldn't make fun of them. Yeah. So they're being more racist and stereotypical than you are. Yeah, you're making a joke. It's their fault. They're taking it seriously. So shut up, mom and dad. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Um, no, but- it's true. They're, they're putting their prejudice, assuming that isn't a joke, and it could be something I genuinely feel about that person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's why... Because I've always wondered how certain like Jay gets away with some of this shit, and it's literally because he's he's, as well. he's just well, he's fat. like adorable and fat. He's so great. He's I, no, I, but I was, he's got a very like happy in himself. But also, I'm sorry, like someone being big and cuddly like that, they look disarming. He's yeah. disarming. He's, very, he's disarming and sweet. You and I are we're too we're too you know you're very like, you're I very look like, sexy. I look like I give too much of a shit like, about my body. Does that yeah, make sense? Like yes, I, and, and this you do. Cunt goes to the gym. You do, dude. You post, fucking, dude. You're posting the delete, fucking no, photos on months, the gram. Deleted all of them off as well. Look at my. You post. look good. Deleted. I deleted all of the topless ones. I got. I deleted them all. I was like, I get why people. Don't get me wrong. They get the most likes out of anything I post. Of course they do. I know that people who I was losing as fans. I understand why because when I open up my phone I follow a couple of male models who are friends of mine and sometimes I open it up and there's just like a photo of them with the fucking abs sure. and shit and, I, and if someone's looking over my shoulder be like oh this guy's just looking at gay shots on fucking Instagram yeah you know and I don't want you're people like, to no, know this I'm is my friend that. these are the gay there shots there you go <laughs> exactly me docking a foreskin well, call I, back I already uh, know he knows that because so, we matched on Grinder. but my point is it's like you know <laughs> it was unlikable whereas Jay can be likable simply because he's a disarming character. So, but he it's he has a way of saying the most vile shit. But it's like the 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 crowd. It's they're just so important. If they yeah. push back, he has a million responses. Yeah. to that, and well, that's a, the yeah, key. Crowd work king, you know, so. and that was what happened last night at the show, which was that I I started the set. I had said some things that were a little questionable. How to follow a huge <laughs> comic, and then I and then I started going into my set, and I one am confident now in myself as a comic that I go. I know these jokes work. I like these jokes. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. in these jokes. So if they're not getting the laughs they deserve, I'm like, I'm just like, just stay in the pocket, dude. You fucking got this. And then I get you to this point. Through. You push through. And then I got to that point where the audience was still rocky about it. And now I've got my arsenal of shit to say. Cause I'm like, okay, you guys are being tight about this. I get it because I look like this and you don't want to hear this kind of shit yeah. from this guy. Also, maybe you guys are kind of being a little racist by not laughing because yeah. this is blah, blah, blah. And it just, and it, and it just loosens them up by just kind of like not tricking them. And then but you just, come in in the last minute with some fucking killer, like yes. Nazi pro Nazi. Yeah. Just really. Good. So guys, Goebbels <laughs> was the shit. 
I'm a fucking Goebbels, a high Same like about the Nazis, but they could dress snappy, oh, couldn't God, they? Weren't they great? They're so great. Motorcycles, woof. They fucking invented so much cool shit. BMWs. I'm a big, big what? fan now of- uh, Say what? I'm They're big- also genocidal yeah. fucking lunatics. But I mean, those Dude, clothes. I, I want to tell you something, there's an audience, if you agree with me I on like this. this is the first time you have seen your face. It's been in the bottom right hand, bottom look, left hand of the corner. I look really bad right now, everybody. I, I went to the you gym earlier. I, tried, I had to go to my spiritual guide but the traffic was wait so okay bad. yeah wait hang on i'm glad you brought that up. you remembered that i wanted to talk to you about please that. what the fuck kind of la bullshit it's, is a spiritual guide okay so i'll tell you this story right. so um so i had something this is we're gonna get serious for a second though okay, so yeah, in in 2012 serious. i lost uh my best friend a comedian named angelo bowers i'm gonna He's, stop smiling <laughs> <laughs> i was high and in the story like this and you just went i just lost my best friend i was like oh this is probably a good time for me to look a little concerned <laughs> so let me just re- tell my face that i'm it's all shimmy. right it's all right it, because uh I'm okay. Wait, so you I, lost your friend. There it is. So I lost I lost my best friend in a car accident. We were both in this horrible oh car accident. Oh, my God. And, and you got out alive. He, yeah, it was a drunk driver, ran a red light right there in front of the Capitol Records building. Fuck. And and that's not the moral of the story, but but it was like that, that, that became like, I never dealt with that. And so that was 2012. And so in 2017, like January, I've had all this success at this point. Um, and yet I'd never been more depressed yeah. and more afraid to be around people, afraid to do stand-up. Form relationships with people because you're worried that they could be snuffed out. Dude, I mean, if, yeah. you've, if you've ever wondered why, oh, like, I'm, my, I'm such... one of my best friends, Louise, who died when she was 21. Yeah. She would have been, uh, would have been 30 this year. She's got a very, I thought it was Aretha Franklin for a second. Oh, really? But, yeah. She's a white chick, actually, yeah. Really? And I get Taylor Swift a lot, yeah. Yeah. No, I see Aretha. Really? Right, yeah, but young Aretha, sexy yeah, Aretha. Yeah. So... So basically, I, I had just been the lowest I had ever been, yeah, it's, and it's and difficult. I and I became to a point where I I had started getting back into stand up because and I started the jam. It was because I was just so fed up with this profession by following it the way that everybody else does. So I created Being the jam. In bars until like just, yeah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't just... do it, and so I started the jam. But then the jam. This is the goddamn comedy. Goddamn jam, comedy. Which has now jam. become a fucking like it's like a cult. Status. I mean, it brings in you know thousands of people around the around the country when it when it does shows. But it's got this kind of cool cult status where people, uh, comedians, will do a set and then they sing one of their favorite songs with a full live band. Yeah. Sometimes people from the group come out oh, it's- when you had it on TV. I remember seeing. Uh, I think it was Pete Davidson doing Gangster's Paradise and Coolio, Coolio came out. Coolio came out. Which is pretty fucking dope, It was. Man. It was a cool moment. And um, all comedians want to be rock stars. Well, I think everybody does. And every rock star wants to be a stand-up comedian. I mean, you're, you, are, you and I are two guys that if, like, like if you walked into a room, everybody mm. is going to look at you and go, oh, he's a rocker. You know what I mean? I this get guy, yeah, this I get, guy's I get, got a cool... What band are you in a lot? You got, yeah, so when I say I'm on tour... They're like, oh, where you, where, you know, what, you know, what's what your band? band? You and I'm like, no, 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 I'm a comic. And they're like, oh, okay. And and they get it. But <laughs> that's just engraved in us. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just want to, because there's nothing more beautiful than being on stage and connecting with a couple of guys singing and just, or just playing an instrument. And you just are so connected and feeling that sure, moment. Yeah, yeah. And so present. Um, so the jam came out of my my frustration with stand up comedy, and I was getting some success, right? Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just wasn't. I still had to work a day job. I was like getting really frustrated. Started the jam, and then as the jam took off, I didn't feel worthy of that uh, of the achievements. Is that the word of the success? Mm-hmm. 
the TV show comes and goes, and I and during the time of the jam, for almost three and a half years, I was barely writing material. I was just doing the same jokes that I had been doing in 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got to this point where I started doing stand-up again, and cut to January. I start dating this girl who was like a real rock star. And yeah. when I say that, Excuse me. She was a musician? Musician. I'm not going to say her name, but just huge. And when I say big, I mean, take whatever people you're thinking about, like go like 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 The Who and fucking Tom Petty. Like she's played with Prince. She's played with everybody. This young, very talented musician. Taylor Swift. Okay, dude. So I'm exposing it on the Savage Snowflake. I dated Taylor Swift. I can't believe everybody. you dated Taylor Swift. So I'm dating this girl, but she's very spiritual. I want to know who it is. I can't tell you this, but I'll tell you this. When I showed up at her house. You're going to tell me after we've stopped recording, right? I'll tell you after we stop recording it, but I can't. It's Why don't you just do it now and because I, like we stopped Because recording. I can't. Because I just can't. I can't. <laughs> out, of, out of respect for her. All right. Because uh, we didn't tell anybody. Because like, if we, you don't say it on, like, on the podcast, I'm never going to be allowed to say it. I can't even do it in like a future episode, but I want you to do it. I want to reveal it to the listeners because I know they're going to want to know now. You guys want to know. You you probably know her. If but- they come to your show, if they come and see you performing live and they come to you after the show and go, hey, by the way, can you tell us who the ex was? Will you indivi- if you've been you, to the you, show, you, you, you in- might know who it is. Will you individually tell? If you've been Rachel. to the show, if you've been to the show and you follow <laughs> my gram and you follow all this shit, yeah. there's a good chance. But she's one of the sweetest people in the world and, and I can't thank her enough because of she... This is what happened. So she, I opened up to her about my, I'll tell you afterwards. I'm very frustrated for the listeners. Be frustrated, guys. Life isn't easy. So you're going to have to guess. You have to do some work. Sometimes you don't get what you fucking want. And that's the way it works, savages. Exactly. So. Josh Myers is a tease. And that's all right. Titillation. He'll give you plenty of that. I'm an info You get some laughs. You get some some fucking, a few little tickles, some giggles around the side. And then he's like, "Ah," and now you've got to come to the live show to get the full experience. Fuck yeah, And that's how he does it. He's a good businessman. I want that bread, y'all. Whereas I, I will literally spread my cheeks and perform whilst you stare into my you know, fucking twitching bum hole and I give it all to you. And I and that's where I've gone wrong. That's why, you know, rent's a struggle. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to hold a bit back. I love it. So, so here's what happens. So I open up to her. I open up to her, Jeff. You and open I, up to I her. I open man. up and I tell her about my depression. I tell her about all my issues. Dead friend. Just she yeah, everything. And she says, listen, I've got Somebody I want you to meet. I've been yeah. working with this guy for years. Uh, I'm going to bring him down from Ojai. I'm just letting you know. Coach. I'm just going to let you know. I want you to keep an open mind. Yeah. I'm like, done. So I go to her house. Go now to I'm her stay. studio. I'm ready. Let's do this. But I didn't know what this was going to be yet. I had no idea what this was going to be. I thought this was going to be like a quasi-therapist. And I go in and I meet this guy. And he's a clairvoyant energy reader. And he explains to himself he works with some of the biggest rock stars and some of the biggest actors in the world. And knowing who she works with... I a hundred percent believe this because this is this is it's he's a clairvoyant. Well, he's an energy reader, but he was like lived in India for years and studied with this okay. guru and that. guru. I'm going to continue to have an open mind whilst you finish the story. Okay, but cool. already, as soon as you say the word clairvoyant, I'm like, uh, I know to, that to me, I was like very. A bullshit. Oh, okay, you're saying you're thinking, I was trying, right, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to keep an open doing. mind, but I'm just like I'm in my head. I'm just all I can hear is it's a bullshit <laughs> every time clairvoyant. They're just charlatans. But Regardless if he is or not, this okay. is what happens. 
Where he says to me, we're going to, I'm going to read your energy, and then what I'm going to do oh, is I'm, we're going to meditate together, okay. and then I'm going meditation, to- Meditation, I'm all about meditation, man. And he's like, I'm going to clear, I'm going to clear energy throughout this. We're going to meditate three times, right? Okay. So we meditate the first time, and, and we talk about it afterwards, and he's like, well, I cleared this amount. And he goes, so bring the same picture I had you see the first meditation, and on this second meditation, he says, he's guiding me, he says that, and he bring the picture up, and it's closer and clearer, and- it's same picture, but just it was just a lot clearer, more vibrant, more vibrant. And then then we talk again, and he's like, "Oh, I cleared this amount of energy, you know, because you've got so much." What he, basically what he's doing is so your consciousness is at zero when you're born, and then as you get older and develop your ego and all these other things, you start putting I think all the baggage. I think our consciousness is infinite when we're born. Uh, exactly, and it goes no, the it other is. way around. Like we have we have an infinite understanding of everything, and then and actually that first smack upon the yep. the little tiny butt cheeks yep. of, of reality and that's it it shatters exactly so dude that's what that's he's basically saying up. but it's not even that it shatters we just keep adding we keep putting like sweaters layers. and shirts and coats and whatever yeah. we're just putting layers getting away from our, our happiness and this being able Los to Angeles. see the world perfectly it's very hot outside uh, why are we wearing all the layers exactly dude but that's why. So okay. we meditate. I like the metaphor we created for so, it. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And then on the third meditation, I had a full-on out-of-body experience. Like I was like I was literally like Hugh Jackman at the end of the fountain, like with light coming out of my ass and like ah, and just like floating. I am the alpha. I, I am mean, the omega. I I'm laughing because it sounds kind of ridiculous to me, but I also can't deny you what you experience. Like just because I find that hard. Dude, and I would have thought the same way. But I'm very cynical. Dude, it was, I've, I've taken so many drugs, so many psychedelics, so many. That's what I'm saying. Are you I'm are never, you vulnerable to this kind of influence? I think certain people are. No, I think certain people are. And yeah. I think that's why I've taken on to the mindfulness and the spirituality because it's to, to have a change in your you're, body. You're to have a change. humanly open to that idea yes. and have been always. 100%. Well, I... I I wasn't, I wasn't, but I was, but it was just, I was always a person to easily connect with people. And when I was younger, I was able to make friends and connect like that, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was also the kind of person that either they loved me or they hated me. But if they liked me, then it was like, it was on. But yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. but I was always true to myself. And as I got older, I became so, such a, sh like at this point, I become such a different version of myself that I hated it because I wasn't being myself. I yeah. was withdrawing and pulling back from who, people. Who were you being? Being what I thought society wanted me to be, or at least what I thought was a normal version Keanu of me. Keanu Reeves. I wish I was Keanu. He's, he's dialed in. That motherfucker's dialed in, dude. He's amazing, isn't he? Yes. I want to, I really want to be good friends with Keanu Reeves. Totally possible. You reckon? I reckon. Do you reckon we got on? I feel like we, I, I, I just want to have. I you know, reckon you can be friends with anybody, <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> I want to be Keanu Reeves' friends so could, you, bad, you, dude. I, you could be... I could see you <sighs> being on John Wick. I spend a good... I'd say, realistically, five to five and a half, five hours and 45 minutes of every day thinking about what I would do if I were friends with Keanu Reeves. It takes up so much of my... You have like, a lot of free day. time, dude. I was going to say. I know, yeah. And then I do like other stuff. I would eat for you know yeah. an hour or... You know, work out, take pictures, show yeah, work out for an hour, take some photos, fuck for Romanians, 10 write a joke for 20 seconds, 20 seconds. throw it out, and yeah, just go back to the old and try and test it. <laughs> and then five and a half hours, sit down. That's me and Keanu time. <laughs> I'd be friends with him. I mean, he, he's what I'm no, not allowed. He's mine. <laughs> okay, you can have him. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You can have him. So, 
but so I, I I meditate with this guy. I have the out of body experience. I have the out of body experience. Yeah, and then how does he for, explain that? Well, we, I, I started crying and we started talking about it. And then he was just like, so what's going to happen is, you, you know, you're, I've cleared X amount of, of waste that's been in front of your consciousness or layers or filters, whatever you want to call them. And he's like, they're going to come back. You have to work on this. You have to, you have to do you reading. Have to you have to meditate. You have to, $50 I didn't pay him anything. To, oh, really? I didn't pay him one thing. Like oh, he works with her. Okay. He pay, right. She pays him. And no, he, no, this guy, fair, fair. he did all this was free. And he's like, you know, if you want to, he's like, he, and I've gone to see him a few more times in Ojai. Um, all right. Well, you know what? So you should say that at the beginning. That very much changes. So the dynamic here. So here's what happens. Maybe he's not a charlatan. This I, for, from my understanding, every time I've worked with him, I haven't had the same feeling, but I've had, I'm always different. When I come out of it, when I come Isn't back, that just natural. If you yes, have any kind of I'm saying, conversation no. of death yes. with a person, yes, because you, and they say positive things to help you out of negative places, yeah. you're gonna, you're always gonna go. Wow, I feel lighter, completely easier, more focused. That's why. And so I, I see the guy, and then I, I go back to my life, and for the next like two weeks, I was having, I was just happy about everything, and every set I did, or is he just a great hang? That's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, that's kind of what you got to yeah, they go hand in hand, bro. Yeah. I mean, you got to be a good hang clairvoyant. But I go to this guy, <laughs> but I'm but I'm literally Jeff, I am like so full of good energy yeah. and just really enjoying my life and every set I'm doing, I'm so present and I'm so there. And then I go to the comedy store after a run of eight shows, right? <sighs> and I'm not nervous, I'm so confident and then somebody walks into the room from the comedy store and it just I mean, get in my head just completely out of it. And I go on stage, not present. I don't have a bad set, but I don't have a good set. Right. And then I came home that next morning and I go, I go, why am I getting nervous doing something that I want to do? Yeah. Like if I love this, if I want to be on stage, I know I'm funny. I know. So it was that person's energy. It was just something that I was like, why would somebody that is so meaningless to me, like just change my complete energy of what I'm about to do. And from that point on, then I said, I called up uh, the girl and I said, I was like, I need to make changes. And she was like, she's like, you know, I want to set you up with this guide and he's going to teach you meditation. Mm. And then I, t- I turned off social media and I I started reading and I started. How long ago was this? This was uh, March of last year. Oh, it's pretty recent. Okay. Yeah. It's like a newer thing. So the guide is, he is a healer and he. Does he wear sandals? No. Just, he's a, and like a he's white, a, he's a, he's a, like a white. He's, he's White Irish. Cotton linen. He's Irish. Has he got beads? On, has he got a necklace with beads? No, nope, but he lives up in this house up in the Hollywood Hills, up yeah. in on Mulholland. How? How does he have it? Um, How does he own that? I don't know. I mean, I only pay a hundred dollars a session, it's and it's that's quite a lot of money. Fan, well, I mean, when it comes to working on yourself, it's that's I'd spend pretty much anything. I mean, between. It, it's here's the deal. It's all he does is we sit there. See we, now I'm cynical again. Now I know you're paying a hundred bucks a fucking. Hear me pot. out. Stop. Let me explain before you get cynical. I'm not attacking your. I feel choices. being attacked. I'm being attacked. <laughs> this is not your fucking. This is one of my space. problems. This is savage one of my snowflake, mate. That's what it's called. But seriously, I'm not like taking the piss out of what it's doing for you. I'm still just expressing my own fucking outside viewpoint on it, which is hundred bucks session. Wow, that's some big money to have. You know. To have conversations. What I should have said, what I should have said at that moment when you said that, as I should have said, I understand. Yeah. But. Yeah, you need to work on yourself, but. I'm trying. (laughs) I want to take an improv class because I know, but. I don't, yes, and. I know, but. And I'm trying to stop that, man. Just say, yes, I will. 
Yes, I will. There you go. That's the positive affirmation. So, so I go. <laughs> so I start meeting with the guy. And all gonna, he really does. This is going to cost you a hundred dollars at the end of this. You realize this podcast. All right. Do you take check? I take check. Okay. Yeah. So I, I say to the guy. So when I go to the guide, basically all we do is we, you know, we we talk about my week and I bring up what issues I'm having. Okay. So I get nervous when I get around these comics, and then he puts it into perspective to make it understandable. Well, did, how did he explain me. that? Well, it's it's just something that one I'm creating that you should have no. There should be no reason for me to to feel that way because I'm the mountain. Like you're a mountain. Like the mountain, the mountain is solid. Your earth, man. A mountain is solid. Like the weather might change, but the mountain is like always mountain solid. Some days. So he he says like so things that will happen is when you start feeling your energy retracting and yeah. you start pulling away. Just in your head, just, he gives you little tips and things to do, like little mantras that get you out of that. And it, can, can you, will you share one? Yeah, it's just when I, so if I get nervous while we're talking right now, in my head, I'm saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love to you. To yourself? To, to just, I'm or just to saying the, it. To I'm the just world. saying the world, I'm just saying, I love you, I love you. Oh, wow, head, okay. And then immediately- Fills you with- Positive it's just, it's, I'm just, it's just about to, it's just to, cause life is balanced between the positive and the negative. It's just that, but I've spent so much time just living in the negative that I haven't enjoyed any of the positive aspects fair, of okay, it. Fair, so what yeah. I'm trying to do is, is be able to pad the positive to, so there's more positive than negative. And since I've, and since March, since I've started doing that, my life has gotten exponentially better. Yeah. And then I started doing therapy and, and then I started meditation is, is something I, I cannot miss a day. I do it first thing every morning and see i've never got into the meditation thing but i i do think it's something i do see the the worth in it in a huge way like i know it's very just reducing one stress is potentially the most important thing to stop cancer and fucking all sorts of illnesses do it and start like, start meditating but Jeff, and thing, i bet life thing, gets easier what, for you what do i what do i have to like how long do i have to do it 10 minutes in the morning you do whatever you do feel. I say some shit. So what I do transcendental. So I, the, so my my guide, my my healer, whatever you want to call him. Like I haven't got hundred dollars an this. hour. You can what you can do is because I can't tell you what my mantra is. I don't. He gives you a mantra, mantra. and all and all mantra. yeah, and all what you do if is you when you tell meditate, me, it no longer works. I'm never gonna tell anybody. I've never told one person. So spoiler alert: my mantra's coming. Boom. What do you mean? I'm like that's you'd have to drop it like a spoiler alert. So I was, be like, oh, no, 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 hear it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So I thought you were like your mantra's coming. I was like, okay. So I'll give you a mantra because he gave me mine. So what that is, it's just when you when you Can sit down and meditate. Can it be like, is it good if it rhymes? Is it like a piece of poetry? No, it's mine's just one word. Oh. Mine's one word. And so what I do is I've I got words survive. You can, that's a mantra. I can just say survive. Is that a bad? Is that a negative? But that, that, sound, that sounds like a negative connotation as you say it. Because survive oh. means that you're at risk. I'm a, I'm always at risk. But you're not though. I am. I'm always at risk of being this handsome. <sighs> you cocky motherfucker, dude. You are fucking. You're you're Hugh look, Grant. Look at, look. Yeah. You're saying I love um, you over Colin and over in your head right now, aren't you? Now I'm totally comfortable around. I'm saying you're looking at me going, "Fuck him! Don't fuck him! Don't fuck him!" What an arrogant cunt this giant British bastard is. I love you. 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 Um. So I love you too. What I do is when when I meditate, I I basically sit in an upright position. I I cover my eyes. I have a little thing I put over. And please. And I what I do is uh I set my I put headphones on. I have like music. I have like very like ambient sound. I love that kind of music. That kind of fucking two hour relaxation mix. It's great. And then I and then I just sit on my couch and keep my you know and I just put my hands out and I don't move. I relax my body and then I just say the mantra and 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 thoughts will pass in. 
stressful thoughts will pass in and I see them and I observe them, but then I just let them go because I notice I don't feel that way. That's just, or that's not going to happen because it hasn't happened yet or it already happened. So I can't worry about that. And it just shushes away. So when I see them in the outside world, the, the weight of them has been diminished. Do you know what I mean? So I've created, one of my big problems is that I've always created wars with other people in my head because of something they might have done. I'm in a war. But is it a real war or is it something that you've created? I think it's probably something that I've created to some extent. I'm I'm meant to have um, a guest on this podcast. (laughs) It'll be obvious who it is, I think, to some of the listeners. But quite a big name. And I got very, very excited about it. And then um, he couldn't make the date that we arranged. Text me to say like, oh, let's rearrange. Uh, I threw a couple of other potential dates and he was like, all right, I'm going to check my diary and I'll get back to you tonight. And then he ghosted. And then he ghosted. And then I sort of sent a friendly reminder, like, hey, just a friendly reminder on this, nudge, nudge. No response. And then the next day I was just like, uh, dude, if you can't do it, no worries. Just let me know. I just feel a bit like a, <laughs> like an idiot, like a jilted ex. There's too much blue in this chat. Sure. And he just hasn't responded. And I'm like, why did you text me? In the first place. I think they genuinely probably want to do it. I don't think anybody would lead I'm somebody on. I'm 100% I think the, certain. Dude, I, and this is what I had to yeah. sit there is go, all right, well, first of all, my attempts to reach out are not being met with any kind of response. So stop doing that because it's not a good thing. It's, it's not healthy make, on your it's part. It's going to make me feel more fucking dumb. Yeah. And it'll probably irritate this person more. So I stopped after those three messages. And then, but I also went, and also I can't, like, I don't know what this other person's life is. They're very busy. Mm-hmm. They could have just had something incredibly important come up. And then my two messages came through at bad times where it was a bit annoying, but not because of my fault. And then after that, he just didn't want to respond. He's like, oh, fuck it. This person now hounding yeah. me. So I know that's probably what it is, the latter situation. But also, I also had to tell myself, it's also okay to think, eh, fuck you, dude. Fuck sure. you. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, sorry, I'm a 34-year-old man. And if I've, someone's irritated me with a couple of messages coming through at bad times or whatever, I know it's my responsibility to message them back. Or just send them, hey, sorry, yeah, actually, things have come up, can't do it. And cut them loose. And to not do either of those things, I think it was like a little bit, I'm all right to think that's a little a little frustrating. Completely. And you know? you, it doesn't you, mean they're a bad person. It just means it's it, a little it, frustrating it's when me. you, if, Especially if you're dealing with a big name. You have to take, you have to take, I've I've already... Uh, Ego, you've got to put ego into that. Ego, but then also, dude, I'm trying to book somebody uh, for my podcast, The 500 with Josh Adam Myers. Um, And they're being difficult. Not being difficult. Get rid of them. You should just bring me in, man. I'm ready. I, well, it's an album. Coach, bring me in. I'm well, on the with, bench. I'm with, warm. I, I, I'm going to get you I on. I know so much about music. But cause, can I explain to the audience what it is? Yeah, I, I was actually literally about to say, let's just tell the audience what 500 Yeah, let is. me tell like, you guys on. what this is because I've never been except more excited about anything and in my a life. A lot of people are excited about this, actually. It's, you're getting a huge it's, it's really doing well. It's really doing well. And it's we've just scratched the surface. Brand new um, podcast. Brand new. We've released five episodes. But it's... Uh, we were talk- So during all of this, this, this awakening, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I said, I want to feel something every day. I want to be moved and I want to, I just want to grow as a person. And this I was looking at- This is giving a good opportunity to Well, do. here's what, no, but this, it, this came out of that because I was looking at music that I listened to and you I was You still like, haven't explained what the 500 is. I'm getting to it. Okay, it's great. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is, you got to do the setup because okay, especially yeah. it, it goes with what we were talking about. So I realized I was like, musically I'm tapped out and I want to experience new music, but there's so much music that I haven't listened to. So I was like, what I'm going to do is every day for the next 500 days, I'm going to listen to an album a day from the Rolling Stone magazine list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It's a list that came out in 2012, biggest rock critics, musicians, entertainment people put this list together and it's arguably the greatest recorded music in the history of mankind. So I started at 500 and each day for like four days, it was Outkast 
Equimini. Then it goes BB King live at Cook County Jail. Then it goes Stone Roses, Stone Roses. Then White Blood Stripes, White Blood Cells by White Blood, White Stripes. stripes. And so on and so forth. So so I was doing that and I got- you have a different comedian guest on each time talking about the music. They also listen to the album and then you discuss how it made you feel. Exactly. Learn from it, what it- so what I started to do is as I was posting doing the daily thing, Jim Jeffries reached out when I got to Stone Roses and like, dude, that's my favorite record. And then I was like, Oh my fucking Jim Jeffries is fucking yeah. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I was like, this is the podcast because he gave me that idea. He said how much that important that album was. So now it's like a record book club. The podcast so is basically coming. has he been on? He already did Stone Roses, Stone Roses. So we, so I give you a record. You have a week with your record, and yeah. then we get together, and I've broken it down, gotten the song meanings, the facts, all this different shit, and then we just talk about life nice. and art, what the album means to you, if you actually, if you've liked to listen to your whole yeah. life. Or if you've never heard it before, what you experienced. It's a great idea. It's so it's great. It's a wonderful podcast you can pick up at any time. Yeah, it's... Because dude, it's not... It, it, there might be some topical mentions in there, but for the most part, it's people... It's a new... Like, yeah, it's, it's Law and Order more than it's I love uh, the idea that people can listen to the album and then listen to the podcast directly afterwards. That's probably part of their homework. And be. now, yeah, and now you can. Now, oh, shit. Now... Don't worry, this was my phone. Now you can because of the streaming services like Tidal and Spotify. Spotify yeah, of course. You have access to every one sure, of these sure, records. Sure. Yeah, so this is to... the time that you can do it. Yeah. So, you know, I everybody knows what the list is. It should be sponsored by Spotify. Are you getting Spotify money? There's a lot of stuff in the works. Okay. A lot of stuff say. in the works. Don't worry about it. Fuck my phone. Um, but we've already had Jim Jeffries doing Stone Roses. Bill, Bill Burr. Burr doing uh, White Blood Cells from White Stripes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Nealon episode. I've got Sal Volcano, Tom Segura. Never got, heard of any of them. Uh, Jason Momoa from Never Aquaman. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay, well, we got a bunch of people, and we're gonna have. I'm gonna get some of the biggest That's why names I in comedy. On yet. Well, we taped no, no, a podcast no, no. together. You gotta wait until you get to like the. Because yeah, when we did that podcast together, you were like, "You got to come and do this 500 albums," and yeah. I was like, "He hasn't invited me on yet." And then I went, and then I saw the kind of people that you had, and I was like. Yeah, don't have me on yet. <laughs> Let it, I'm gonna work, work through all the A-listers first. I build. Then, well, I'm going to build. So, because my goal. When, when they, no, but then you can have like an excited audience who some may have just come because they love Jason Momoa or they love Bill yeah. Burr. But then they also get into the the notion of what this podcast is. And then it's all right when it's Jeff Leach talking about, you know, fucking earth, wind and fire. You know, that's Wanda Sykes. Wanda's yeah. doing that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. There's got to be something. You know? There will be something. And, and something. but that's the thing is that I, I, I would do if this If I'm shit, not in your yeah. top 500 favorite people in comedy, I would be really hurt. You're going to be in it. Don't worry. I had you when I did the other no, podcast. No when pressure. I did the other podcast. Well, you, you, you never released that, did you? Because this came out of that. That I stopped doing that one when I had came up with this idea we because did this chat that went on for a couple of hours, two hours, and it was really entertaining and very deep and very honest and very raw. And I was like, "When's it coming out, bro? When's it coming out?" And you were like, oh, yeah, "I just don't think I'm ever going to release that." I'm well, like, I oh, what so what I fuck? did, no, 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 no. What I did was, <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. I didn't want to do a podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to do one. And then my buddy, Jeremiah uh, Tittle, who is the producer on the 500, he was like, dude, he's like, I'm starting this podcast studio. And I was like, he's like, I want to give you the equipment. I want you just to start a podcast. And so I started one talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah, stories. Yeah. And and I had you on, I had Jay Larson, I had Ryan Sickler. Uh, Great lineup. I mean, they're no Jason Momoa, Tom Segura. Exactly. But, but, but they're, you know, oh, with, a B, they're, with a B team. Great, great episodes. C-D-E team. But with the a- whole time, Jeff, I wasn't excited about it. 
So I was very like, I was just going through the motions with him. We are the E team, and that stands for exciting team. Fuck yeah, dude. So or erect. Even into it. Or uh, entertaining. Entertaining. So I, so when, so then during, during all of that, when I had this breakdown slash breakthrough slash whatever you want to call it, that was when I, that I'm was when I came. I'm going to rename this podcast Back of Head. <laughs> oh. and it's going to be the back of the head because it's, it's such a weird it's Set such, a weird, it's a, weird it's such a weird way for me to sit this, yeah. this chair has no give i'm sorry man i'm a leaner oh you can like pull it uh, the little thing on the side and then what push the f- it put it back a bit be careful it might go back pretty just pull that pull that the little handle little handle on the sides which way pull it up little handle on the sides and then it's just a handle it's just a handle no you're pulling the wrong thing you're pulling the oh. up and down thing there we go ah oh. is that better now you guys can see. I'm so sorry, everybody. I is that more I was, comfy? It's way, way comfier. I'm no. sorry that you had to endure an entire hour, which is basically the podcast. But we're going to carry on talking. We can do an hour and twenty or whatever. Perfect. Um, so go on, carry on. So you. So, so when I was, so he was like, "I'm going to do this podcast." So you started doing sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and and, and then, when I, and then I just I had this, those conversations. I started meditating. I started going all through the work on myself, and that it's was his when, fucking life coach. That's who I have to blame for the lack of our podcast release. It was his idea. He heard the. He heard the you episode. should just give me the audio, and I'll, I'll give it to you. and I'll just release it. Sure, I just do it as a bonus episode, one hundred percent, and go. This is the the one and only release of the Josh Adam Myers talks to Jeff Leach. It was it at was length podcast. It was so it was such a good podcast, but I just wasn't such a great episode. Excited, we about everything. Childhood, I wasn't drugs. I know, love, but I wasn't life, heartbreak. But it's like you know this man because you know when you know as an artist, it's like if if there's a joke or something that you're not. If you're not sold on something that you're putting out yeah, and you're yeah, not excited yeah. about, then it's then it's never going to take off yeah, because yeah. you don't. If, if you don't care, then nobody else is. You weren't as passionate about it. I I would. But do, that was a great episode. I would do this podcast, the 500, even if nobody listened. There you go. Because I want to hear these records right now. Yeah. I'm listening to Albert King, Born Under Think a Bad about the Sign. Knowledge that ridiculous depth of knowledge about so many different artists you're going to have by the end. I of the I have already like. I mean, I can. It, it's just. So these albums Which are band has the most albums in that list. The Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. Yeah. Beatles have four in the top ten. Wow. In the top ten. In the top ten, they have four records. That's an interesting They have number one. Yeah, but that's an interesting list. Like because actually, I think it depends what your appreciation of music. If it was the best rock albums of all time or whatever, then sure. Or but I feel like there's incredible life-changing albums. It's one person's opinion. It's very subjective. And there's there's life-changing albums of so many different types of music. They're probably like a Turkish fucking singer who sang about, you know, crazy dictatorial times in the country and people being murdered in the street. And that album might be life-changing for so many people, but... You know, in America, it wasn't a fucking hit. I think there's. I think I understand what you're saying. Turkish. I understand what you're saying, but I these these those are from all over the world. It's yeah. not all just English. You know, speaking four language. out of ten being Beatles. But the the Beatles, but those are four of the greatest albums ever made. The Beatles were, they were the shit, dude. And they take into account also like the technological stylings, the, the everything. Yeah, you know who composed the. Oh, well, this had this orchestra doing all the music and blah. I mean, Sgt. Pepper was so revolutionary. So ahead of its time. Is that number one? That's number one. That's number one. So. And then, and then, like Revolver was like the beginning of that. And also, it's just the Beatles were just. We'll never be able to understand how big they but were. You know, like Paul McCartney is such a fucking dink now. Have you ever seen him? I've, I've performed. Now? He was at the Improv one he's, night when I performed. He's, he's such a goofy fuck. 
and he there's this video, two very funny viral videos. One is him, his son James, who's a, a musician as well, is playing on Later with Jules Holland, which yeah. is a famous. Oh, I know. Oh, I know Jules. I know you, I'm I a know big, big around. fucking. Anyone British. who loves music knows. Yeah, who I love. Jules but Holland. I love. I was. I'm obsessed with British he's music. He's a tastemaker. For those who don't know, he's a tastemaker. He's he's a jazz pianist, and he's performed with all, all the greats, and he's been around for quite a few decades. He's not crazy oh, yeah. old, but he's. He was a child protege. Anyway, but he loves great music and he has this show that showcases almost like a top of the pops or a top 40 type thing, but it's just for artists that he knows are going to change yeah. the face of music. People who already have or people who will. Anyway, he has James McCarthy on it and put uh, McCartney and then Paul, he goes, and we've got a, we, okay, we've got a quick message from someone that you might recognize. And it cuts to a video of Paul McCartney. <laughs> Oh my god, it's yeah. so good! I want you to see it afterwards. We're gonna bo- watch both clips. And Paul McCartney comes out, and he's like, and he's just so fucking weird. He goes, he goes, hey James, hey. He does. This is literally what he's doing. Hey, all right, man, rock and roll. You're doing it. You're playing. Yeah, good on you, kid. Kisses his open, makes an open puckered butthole butthole. with his fingers, kisses his lips in the middle of it, and then sends it out into the heart. And that's the message. And then it cuts to James McCartney, and Jules Holland's like, There you go, a message from your dad. That's pretty cool, right? And James is like, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, cool. That's, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Hilarious. It's like it's like he's yeah. never met his dad before, and he's just found out his dad is a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Paul McCartney, what the fuck is he on? Kissing butthole hands. It's so fucking weird, Josh. <laughs> and then there's a second video, which was uh, MeatFreeMondays.com. MeatFreeMondays.com. It was. Uh, I mean, you're a vegan, aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm... I thought you were a veggie or a vegan or something. No. But he, um, it's it's him. He's a big vegetarian and vegan. You know, he's always adver- being an advocate for don't kill animals. Great, good for him. That's Great. And he, he's doing a video for them. He's like, okay, guys, what's it's me, Paul McCartney. i got a favor to ask of you. Meetfreemondays.com. It's a great initiative, blah, blah. Just, I just don't want you to see. And he's been a bit weird. He's okay, though. He's just an old doddering dad. And at the end, he goes, so remember to check out the website. Remember, meetfreemondays.com. 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 Meatfreemondays.com. Meatfreemondays.com. You got to go on the website. Meatfreemondays.com. He does this patois Jamaican fucking Aww. accent out of nowhere. Raps the name. I think he's kidding. <laughs> he's no, just Paul McCartney. This kidding, is what he did in the he's 60s. Fucking geek, man. Well, he's I think so I have nerdy. this belief. I have this belief when it comes to rock stars is their maturity level stays at the age they were when they made I it. I told a, fa- a very successful musician friend of mine this about this video. Showed him. And she went, she went, yeah, because that's always who he was. She goes, if you even look at old interviews of the Beatles years and years ago, like John Lennon was the cool guy. He was the guy with the cool fucking, you know, eloquence. He was yeah. he was smooth. He was charismatic. Paul McCartney was always a the fucking goofball. Yeah. goofball he was always like a, a dweeb. And that was his thing. So he's just an older version of what he always was. Yeah. You just don't get to see it from lots of other rock stars because they all fucking die when they're in their 27 sure. or whatever. You know, Kurt Cobain could be like walking around in a pair of Crocs going to Ralph's to pick up coke you know coconut milk or the fucking yeah with you know his kids with him and he's got like a fucking best dad t-shirt on or something like that with a fucking beer belly 
Yeah. That could be Kurt 100%. Cobain now. Hair with plugs. He's got plugs because his hair was going. Ugh. That could be Kurt Cobain right now. Instead, we're always seeing him as this so, fucking Yeah, so what I, I think I think Paul McCartney, stuff. I think Paul McCartney is is suffers from the I was I was I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old when I became a superstar. Yeah. So this is how I'm I'm stuck at 18. My maturity level. Bieber's always going to be Bieber, isn't he? Always. He's going to always have a pair of like oversized Jordans, shitty tattoos. He'll like be 50 and like pissing in in clean up buckets at clubs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There there there's way uh more bad cases of of success at a young age and getting older than there are Leonardo DiCaprio. I hope he goes you know like I mean? Hasselhoff way. I hope we end up seeing Justin Bieber shirtless with like saggy titties just fucking eating burgers on the floor. This shirt. Such off. a great video. One of the Such great, a great one video. of the most human things I've ever seen out of Hollywood in so long. Yeah. And that makes me so happy. I like applauds him obviously being an alcoholic not a great look you're, if it got to the point where your daughter wants to kind of publicly expose you to shame you into sobering up also not good I yeah guess. but what a fucked up thing to have your daughter do that to really you. fucked up but also the most humanizing thing and also i get it maybe she felt it was the only way she could shock dad into not fucking being a drunken twat anymore you know probably i mean he was a drunken twat though i love saying that i never get to yeah. say that twat twat yeah, got give it. Anyway, so you're doing the 500 album. So I'm doing the 500. You're uh, it's, we, about I, I, we release it every Wednesday. The numbers have been good, but it, it's a book club, and the only way this works is with a discussion. So I'm oh, trying I got, to. I so know my bro, the savages are going to love that. I, I think you guys would love it because I mean, it's just I'm it's talking the 500. It's the 500. With Josh Adam Myers. Yeah, 500 with Josh Adam Spotify, Myers. SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. everything. It's on every single format. If you want radio, FM radio. 97.3 on your FM radio. dial. It's uh, in Braille format. Braille. In Braille. At Fucking local Swahili. Whatever you need to get this. But what I'm saying is, guys, it comes out every Wednesday. If you want to find out more, go it's to in the sonar five. format for bats. Yes. And dolphins. 100%. Go to the 500 podcast.com and it'll give you links to subscribe to it. And uh, I really. There's a transcendental meditation transcript. Of every episode. Some of the cool shit that we do that I Why think you'll do. I say transcript like that? That's so weird. It's transcript. But I went transcript. That's the British inflection. Transcript. It's your, no, it's not. That's fucking weird. What, what the fuck was that? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop it, um, Josh. One of the cool things that we do that I think your listeners will dig is that we have every person that's on the show, it's one of our guests, uh, makes a mixtape for the audience that we post on Spotify and Tidal and everything so you can get into the music mind of what they listen to. So you can get here the Bill Burr's like 10 songs that he picked and Kevin Nealon's. And I, it's just another that's way cool. to You've stay connected. you to do one of these episodes. You will. I will kill that. Jeff, I love you, so you will. I have will. the most wonderfully eclectic music taste. Good. And then also what you'll dig, and this is something that I think you'll, you'll, you'll dig, is at the end of every episode, include a song that i produced nobody's done that yet so i think that would be cool it was released it was a dance track we got to get it out there oh really yeah well, <laughs> i did remixes for like example as well i'll give you the example remix i did okay perfect yeah savage snowflake not far off savage snowflake Savage. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
your bass came heavier. I I fuck. I haven't I been to a rave in so long. That was no, good, but your man. bass. Yeah, what, what was good was Dude, the. Should we get some money and fucking what, God? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I miss that. That got me high, man. I'm oh, ready. I miss that. You want to fuck a chicken in a bathroom store at a warehouse? Podcast ready? over. <laughs> We're doing meth. Um, no, but what I one of the things that I, that I love. <laughs> That I love, uh, and not only I is love about shit it, like that. That's it's the one best. Of my, that's one of my favorite things to do. What makeup songs or just? Dude, I I've started rapping. I write le- legit rap, and I put something up on Instagram recently. Are you more? Are you more LL Cool J or more the Streets or Dizzy Rascal? Let's let me play it for you. Here you go. I'll play it for the listeners. Some of them might not have heard it yet. Some of them might <laughs> might you know have taste in music. Here's a, here's a little rap I did the other day, and I I'm not trying to be a rapper. I just really enjoy how it makes me feel and making music with friends, even if it's silly like this. Here we go. You ready? Oh, wait, wait, shit, shit, shit. Wait, let me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Let me start from the end. It's the street, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's exactly what I thought it would be. It's fantastic. You would have you would have loved to have done cocaine with me, if my friend. Any, Matt. Uh, rap girls listening to this podcast? What I mean is, like black chicks or like Latin girls who are looking for a white rapper boyfriend. I am single right now, and I don't know if you heard, but I, I got some bars. He's he's fucking fantastic. I got it's some a bars. Hit. It's a hit, dude. It's a hit. <laughs> it's definitely me and my buddies. We because I used to be in a in a hip hop group. What I was in a I was in an all Jewish like Beastie hip- Boys. No, well it was very similar to that. They were all Jewish, very similar. Right? Yeah, it was uh, it was three guys. So yeah, like what the Beastie Boys. See what I do there? I said the monsters, no monsters for no reason. Men. Monster. Nah, monsters we were men. we were an all Jewish hip hop group called the Shekels. <laughs> oh wait, you had a. Team I have the ta- I have the tattoo. I have. You fucking played something for me when I came and did your podcast. You taught me about. The shekels. You show me a tape recording or something like that. I'll show you. We have we have nine albums that we made in two months. Uh, we have a bigger, be about four hundred and thirty-seven songs. Uh, bigger catalog than the Beatles. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. We got a lot of music. It was garbage. It's horrible uh, music. Because we got, didn't. Please put them on one of your mixtapes. I'm trying to figure. Out, I gotta get it transferred. There might be some tracks that were transferred into digital form. Dude, but you have to. You can get that done pretty ch- cheaply, I reckon. Because I've got and only you tapes. Have to, like. Yeah, so t- get the tapes cha- changed over. You can get one of them done pretty cheaply. I'm sorry, 20 bucks or some shit. And then for number one on the 500, you, the playlist you receive should be a, du- a double whammy. It should be whoever your guest is and also your playlist. I should talk about the. Sh- I haven't talked about the shekels on the on the podcast Gotta yet. Got to talk about the shekels. God, it was such a such a no there was no real references to judaism it was oh. just except for the name it was all the, the the lyrics were all just smoking weed and fucking and tough goy very very heavily influenced by wu-tang dude oh tough yeah go- oh you're that tough guy <laughs> yeah, yeah i thought he was just being he's british such a tough guy he's such a tough guy yeah you say guy or goy 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 what, i'm a professional what you, comedian what Josh. do you, you want have to, to question be? that no it's Come but that was so good Thanks, man. It was a nice little pun. <laughs> Pandemonium up here. All right, dudes, we're going to wrap it there. Um, we've been an hour and 15. I've got another one. I've done three today. Have you? Who else? You did Annie Letterman. I had uh, Esther Koo earlier, and then I'm doing Annie Letterman. Um, this, this sounds like a terrible, well, terribly constructed sentence. I had Esther Koo on as a guest earlier, and my next guest will be Annie Letterman. 
I love Annie and I love Esther. So you know you're, you're a great there guy, two dude. Actresses, actress and comedians, two people that I in the comedy industry actually have acted like they fucking hate me. Like Esther and I, we talked about on the podcast, had this constant back and forth banter where it was like mean. She was just always a dick. She and likes at some point, you. She was talking about Kevin Brennan all the time about how much she wants to fuck Kevin Brennan. So I started to text her pictures of old white, like really old white men in their like seventies naked. And yeah. He like, go just some little, you know, just a little something until Kevin starts sending you pics, blah blah blah. And she blocked me on Twitter, and I got really annoyed about it. I was like, why would you do that, you cunt? It was a joke. And she was like, oh, I just don't want to see white old men. And I'm like, but it was a joke about you loving Kevin Brennan. Anyway, and then she unblocked me, and now we're friends. And she brought me pastries this morning. It was That's very, very sweet. But Annie Letterman, same thing. She's just a bit fucking mean. She's just, just mean. Her. That's just her. I think I know, but I don't like it. I hate that. It makes so, me feel and, very insecure. Yeah. And also, I need I need the validation to think that someone likes me, especially if they're in my industry. And I hate when someone just doesn't seems to hate me for no reason. So I will hopefully get through that as well today. I think I think with I think I need to introduce you to my guide because that's the exact I kind have of problem not got that hundred dollars a session money. I he'd have to work for pro bono. He's actually far more expensive. I got it. I got. I do a reduced scale. Even my therapy what? is a reduced scale. Yeah, I still think he could be a charlatan. If it's working for you and makes you it's feel definitely good, working, then yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Just if he ever starts asking for you know social security numbers or anything like that, you watch out. Dude, you can try to if you have to if you want to if you want to steal my identity. First thing you have to do is fix my credit. So I mean, oh. he can pay my student loans if he wants to. You know what I mean? It's, he can have. Oh, let him have it then. They just can have offer the, it up. My, hey, I, I just thought you might need my social, social for something. <laughs> I was literally about to say my social number. I was like, he can have 216-9698-6400. This was great, dude. I love you, man. I, I think you're fantastic. And, Thanks, and I, I had such a blast. I'm glad one of my three guests today does. And, Fuck uh, them, dude. <laughs> but also, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But also, I want they to tell the like listeners, me. guys, this is super important, man. Join, join the movement, the500podcast.com. Yeah. Uh, now you made me look bad. Like, I wasn't going to do that as your as your host. I didn't I even, well, I should have prepped you. I was going to give another plug for it. Oh, really? I was going to do that. And then you jumped in, and now it looks like, oh, Jeff, he will never mention my podcast. No. Guys, make sure to listen to The 500 with Josh Adam Myers, available on all great sites, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all good podcasting apps. Um, and also make sure to listen to those playlists. Give each one a follow. You can backdate them, go through the five episodes that's already come up. Also, one of the cool things we do is at the end of every episode, uh, I launch new artists that were influenced by... Uh, by the artists oh, that we nice. studied. So it's like you just heard Outcast Equemini. So, so we launched. So at the end, it's like you just heard Outcast Equemini. Here's a group from Atlanta, unsigned, called Earth Gang. And my goal, it's just something that I think you probably, you know, as being a comic, is somebody taught me at a young age, is as you get bigger, reach down and pull somebody up. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. all I want to do is help people. I just want to, you know, I've been very, very blessed to have, you know, some form of success. Yeah. In any way, I can help anybody. Whether yeah, it's giving people like a, a spot, you sound like a YouTuber influencer now. I, I, I keep I, that fucking nice intention to yourself, Josh. We don't need to know how. Sorry, man. I go to a healer. I want to help people. I know that about you. You're a good fucking soul. But now you've said it, I've lost all respect. For Fuck. You. <laughs> Let's watch that Paul McCartney video. I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm I just, know you are. I'm just. I'm just high. I love you. And, I love you so uh, I much. Want, should we get? We, we're gonna fuck. This I, I like. Wait, do you love me? Because I love you. I do. I, I I like your energy. I always it's have. Nice That's to say it, it isn't it? Out loud. I love you. I love you, man. I love you. This is like that. This is the gayest shit that's ever <laughs> Wait, happened. On, on like, a do a freeze frame. Like, 
Oh, wait. Da -da 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 -da! Two guys in love. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much to Josh Adam Myers, my wonderful guest today. Make sure you listen to all the previous episodes. Show some love up on that YouTube. They're all available as videos on youtube.com slash Jeff Leach TV. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, and that notification bell. Also, maybe consider becoming a patron. We need some more support. Patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake. You'll get a shout out of the podcast, even if you're donating as little as $1 a month for the eight hours plus of entertainment you get every month out of us. Check out the merch as well. There's merch, and all the audio links can be found at Linktree. That's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash Jeff Leach. You can find all of that stuff. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye! Bye, Josh Adamize. Bye. You're great. I love your intro outro.